Okay, welcome, Metal Horror Podcast thing. You know what the fuck the show is called, but I got a guest with me today, so you wanted to introduce yourself, my dude. Sure, yeah, uh, this is Lord of Horns. From the band Lord of Horns. <laughs> okay. So I want to start off with what got you into the black metal genre, because that's kind of always an interesting story to hear, man. Yeah, um, so... <laughs> Where do I start? Um, I, I guess, you know, I was born on Halloween, so I've always had that creep factor uh, built into me from a very, very early age. I liked uh, scaring people, jump-scaring them, freaking people out, saying weird things just to, you know, get an arousal out of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I grew up, I... Uh, got more into darker things and uh it eventually went down a rabbit hole (laughs) um you know occultism paganism um and uh you know i i started listening to a lot of music um i was actually like as a teenager i loved kiss so i loved putting on makeup and stuff but i wanted to be more uh true to like a, a horror like um like like a soundscape of like true uh horrific music um and you know i got into metal and i loved slayer um you know early metallica um so you know i i I drifted towards the thrash metal scene but you know it wasn't exactly what i wanted to do musically um and eventually i i stumbled upon black metal and I was just, this This is what I want to do. You know, I saw, you know, everyone in corpse paint, you know, everyone looks horrific. The music is horrific. You know, everything is meant to, like, scare the shit out of people. So that's, you know, what I, uh, you know, what, 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 you know, that's what it appealed to me. Hmm. Oh, well, I mean, when I got into the stuff, uh, you know, it was a departure from what I was into at the point, that point. Yeah, I got into a... Yeah, make fun of this all you want. It was Slipknot that got me into more extreme stuff. (laughs) Yeah, you know, uh, Iowa is one of the, like... I I, I still attribute Iowa to, like, one of the darkest albums I've ever listened to. It is... Even to this day, I listen to it, and it is just sheer tension the whole way through. I I, I love that album. So, I I, I get, you know, the Slipknot fans. I just don't get the newer Slipknot fans. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so what are some of your musical influences, man? There's... So, I um, I, I really liked uh, Early Burzum, uh, Mayhem Emperor, Dark Throne. Uh, th- those were, like, the, the key elements. I know a lot of guys are influenced by uh, Immortal. Me, not so much. Uh, I, I do enjoy them, but I, I just didn't find uh, much of a... Uh, uh, um, commonality with uh with, with the music they were creating so, immortal has um, more of a thrash vibe going on exactly exactly uh, they, they were less atmospheric than, than the other bands so, uh, immortal doesn't take themselves as seriously either so exactly exactly i just saw a, a video where uh about those running to the stage and he just takes a total dive and just falls and flips over and that was was <laughs> that 2019 that happened i i don't know i just saw the video recently yeah, so uh, it might have been but I, I just believe there was a whole thing between that he split with Immortal or something. I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, that was coming for a while. Back in 2009, I know, or even earlier, like 2000. I know the last record that was double saw. What was it? All Shall Fall, which was kind of meh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was really disappointed with the length of that album. Because after Sons of Northern Darkness, I was like, this is such, it, it's such a long album, and it's beautiful all the way through. Um, this album, it, it had that feel of Sons of Northern, but it didn't have that length, and I really felt disappointed with mm. that. But the, the separation was coming uh, even years before that. Um, after after uh, Sons of Northern Darkness, in like 2005 or six. uh a lot of bands like Satyricon started going into this whole black and roll sort oh, of yeah, music style, where and and Immortal did that too with their band called I. And the, the, I think the reason they did that is because they lost their drummer. Um, their drummer moved away, and then right after they released the album, the drummer ended up moving like right down the street from either Demonaz or Abath, and so they decided, you know, screw, screw I, let's just keep doing Immortal, and so they. They kept doing it for a number of years, and then they only released one other album. And then, you know, I guess about just got sick of the, yeah, the slow uh, speed of things. And they released, uh, what is it, uh, Northern Chaos Gods, which I... Oddly enough, the store where I live, they sell vinyl. So you can actually oh, nice. find some decent stuff there sometimes. <laughs> where, uh, where do you live? I live in uh, Louisiana, so it's not... Oh. You'll see some metal fans around here, but it's not as big a... Yeah, it's, it's a big blues, and I guess, uh, like, R&B. Um, we got, a, but I, we got and, Crowbar, and, uh, so hell yeah. Crowbar, yeah, Crowbar. Um, and I, I guess it, there should be a good goth scene down there, just because of, uh, you know, um, uh, New Orleans. Yeah. I, I would suspect. Yeah, I to know. an extent, yeah. Next cool. one I got is uh, where do you come up with uh, themes for your lyrics, man? Uh, so I'm I'm really influenced by a lot of uh, older folklore, uh, older stories. That, that you know, um, that's where a lot of like modern horror comes from. Uh, things like dark fantasy. Um, just yeah, just like this is old world feel of um, you know. Of the unknown, people walking into a forest not knowing what's in there, being afraid of it, that sort of thing. Um, that that's that that's a current theme throughout all my songs. Is that some a lot of them don't take place in a modern time. They take place a, a time absent of uh, immense technology. Yeah, what are your thoughts on how black metal is viewed by outsiders, if you will, the people that? stumbled across it somehow well it depends if if they come into it thinking um well they, they come into it with an open mind right um i i heard a statistic i don't know how true it is but apparently metal in general is the was the fastest growing or the most grown genre uh, in 2020 um you know uh, some of that may be attributed to the fact that um you know, we had COVID and people were feeling isolated and they just had, or they just had time to sit down and actually listen to other people's music besides what's being jammed down their throats all the time. Um, and so that, I think that, you know, played a good part. So for those people, again, you know, if, if 
if isolation is something that they're feeling, then black metal, you know, especially like NSPM, like definitely, you know, helps that whole feeling of, you know, understanding. (laughs) But if, you know, I think a lot of people come into it thinking, you know, we're all just devil worshippers, mommy killers. That's the one thing I always Church burning, stabbing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, not even so much of that, uh, but more just like, you know, kill your mother, he'll say in that sort of thing. And, yeah, that... um, which, I mean, yeah, there, there's some, uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of Satanist <laughs> in black metal, and, you know, as, yeah. as it should be, I, I guess. But um, as far as, like, killing your mother stuff, yeah. like, I've, I've never heard any lyrics in any metal song ever about killing your mother. <laughs> there's... Uh... In the death metal world, there is a whole thing about death metal being misogynistic. There's a, it's a really oh, bad quote unquote. They call it a debate. I don't really consider it a debate with Sam Dunn of all people, and these feminists <laughs> talking about sexism and metal. It's not the most. It's supposed to be a debate, but everyone agrees with each other there, so it kind of takes away the purpose of the term debate. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I think it's it's a little ridiculous. I mean, everyone in the black metal community is you know labeled a Nazi according to Antifa. So, um, yeah, I, I don't I don't care about them. Um, they probably watched uh, what was that fucking movie? Uh, oh oh my God, Lords of Chaos. That movie, yeah. Yeah, I I bought the book back in like two thousand five when I was getting into black metal and, and I was really immersing myself. So I bought it back then, uh, just as like an, you know, understanding of the history about it. And, and I think it's really good for people who want to pursue getting into it. But these people that watch this movie and I mean, I didn't watch it. I, I oh, saw a few clips here and there. Oh, it's, I uh, did want to, what was that? Oh, it's, uh, definitely, they definitely did not get some of their facts correct. That. Yeah, I, I saw the scene where Varg drinks chocolate milk in the middle <laughs> of the stabbing, and I just, I, I was done with it. Like, I was going to watch the uh, the one where Varg does commentary over it, um, because I think that would have been, you know, really cool to watch, but YouTube took it down, and I don't know where, he, where he's at nowadays. Uh, there is a uh, uh, archive. People have re-uploaded some of the stuff. Yeah, I'll have to look at it, but uh. it's... I don't even know if I, I want to even just go through that torture because it I just it I I'll just get so disgusted with it I, I think oh, yeah, uh, and it, honestly I, I I the guy that directed it you know he used to be in Bathory yeah uh he he's done music videos for Madonna but then he's also done metal music videos so but this whole movie to me feels like a whole backstab to the you know black metal community. You know, for which, you know, Bathory was part of. You know, Bathory, you know, helped start yeah. the movement. And this guy comes and says, you know, hey, let me uh, make this movie and totally totally fabricate a whole bunch of details. And it's just, to, to me, it feels like a total betrayal. Um, so I, I, I have no respect for that guy. Yeah, when I, uh, well, my friend, uh, he is, eh, he likes thrash mostly, but I, you know, he's, I told him how terrible it was, and he wanted to see, you know, what, you know, I was raving about, whatever. We started, he was laughing at it when... Yeah. I, I, I see, that's what I love about Thrashers, is they don't take many things seriously. I mean, like, like I, I, I love, I, I love that about them. Like, mm-hmm. they're like, 
Listen, this is just how the world is, and I'm going to laugh at it because there's no way I can change it. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. It's just how it is. So I'm just going to laugh at it, enjoy myself, and, and move on with my life. So. Yeah. Excellent. Where is also how the genre has changed over the years? Because I know there's been a lot of controversies with this genre, even though... Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, listen, your name is Death Metal Elitist. <laughs> I mean, we have Elitist in our... Uh, genre as well um i'm sure you know that <laughs> yeah i uh, uh to an extent i kind of see why but i mean i i don't look down upon an elitist i'm an elitist myself I don't, um I, I think there's you gotta do it so man, like you know having quality I, standards is different than say you know sending exactly. or sending a kid messages because they said you know whatever mainstream band is the heaviest thing ever. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like, I, um... I'm a nerd. So I'm just gonna say that straight out. I'm a nerd. <laughs> um, I remember playing, you know, Magic with my friends. Some of them are younger. Some of them are just getting into Star Wars and they're watching the prequels. And then, you know, they'll go online and then they'll come to the store and they'll complain, hey, you know, these people online are elitist. They're telling us that, you know, the the Star Wars was bad or whatever, and I was like, yeah, uh, that Star Wars is bad, and elitists are good. Elitists keep what you love pure. I mean, let's take magic. You know, what, you know, back in 2009, they were trying to make magic more like Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, hmm. And a lot of people hated that. A lot of people hated that. I so, um, yeah, so elitists help keep a genre or anything. And like, um, Anything that people are fans of, yeah, elitists keep them uh, keep those things pure. Hmm. Like there's Harry Potter, a Potter elitist. I don't care about Harry Potter, but you know there are Lord of the Ring elitists who are hating the Amazon thing right now because of all the woke bullshit they're doing in it. Oh yeah, that's a whole different topic. (laughs) Oh yeah, oh yeah. You can't casually watch something anymore. You gotta do uh, background checks on it. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I I I wanted to show my son uh, Norseman because I, uh, you know, I'm raising him pagan, and uh, hmm. but there there's there's too much uh, like sexual stuff in there. It's just not appropriate for him at his age right now. So, um, but yeah, apparently I was looking it up and there is no woke bullshit in it whatsoever, and and I just love it. Yeah, man. You know, in the horror genre, we have unfortunately seen the rise of the woke films. Yeah. I have um, to see um, Black Christmas get butchered. Really? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I actually like That's... the first remake of that, by the way. Okay. So. Um, yeah, they, they're making... I just saw... So they're remaking, and it's an all-black cast, and it just doesn't make any sense because it took place in Europe or something. I forget what it was. Mm. I, I, I just scrolled by it and, and didn't care. I mean, so. thankfully, uh, yeah, at my theater, sometimes uh, they'll play older films, and, uh, well, yeah, I get to see the thing again on the big screen, so yeah. Which one? The original, or the Carpenter film. Oh, man, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Next one after is, uh, what are the most significant records to you? Like, you know. Um, 
Okay, so off the top of my head, Blaze in the Northern Sky by Dark Throne, uh, Dark Medieval Times, and Nemesis Divina by Satyricon. Also, The Forest is My Throne is really good, too. Um, uh, oh, um, in the Nightside Eclipse, obviously. Um, Asuka, or Asuka, by Burzum. And, uh, Death Crush, and, um, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, I just call it DMDS. Demysterious uh, Dom Satanus? Yeah, that. <laughs> I, I never learned to, to really care. To, I couldn't uh, pronounce that first, I had to, uh, watch, uh, for watching documentaries, <laughs> videos, I just kind of learned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, those, those are, uh, those are like my preeminent albums that, that I, um, enjoy the most. Um, you know, and then every so often I'll listen to other things, just, you know, to see what's going on. Mm. What can we expect from your project in the future? Always say, you know. So in, on July 11th, so next month, in about a month, I am releasing my first full-length album that the, um, um, if you ever survived the night demo, um, it was a predecessor to, it features some of the songs on the full album. Uh, the full album is a little bit more cleaned up and, um, it's, it sounds really great. I've been listening to my car almost every day and I, I'm in love with it. Um, a, a lot of people have told me that it has got that old school black metal feeling, which is just something that I've always been drawn to. Um, it's not like something that I set out to to, to do. Um, I think it just it's something that's more natural in my writing and in my um, you know mixing uh, abilities or whatever. Yeah. And I uh, yeah, so I'm I'm excited for that release. Yeah. Will it uh will it still be you know the raw sound we heard on the demo yeah. or will it be? Yes, yes, it's still going to have that raw sound. It, it is uh, a little bit more, like, I wanted that, I, I didn't want a total raw sound like um, like Transylvanian Hunger, but I wanted I, I wanted to keep that atmosphere, but have um, a more clear um, audio um, audibility, pretty much, so that people outside of black metal can listen to it and say, okay, this is good. I understand what's happening. Like when I, when I first listened to, uh, in the nightside eclipse, I could tell there's some beautiful stuff happening in that, but I couldn't tell what it was at all. Like I really had to sit there and tune my ear to every song. And even nowadays, a lot of it still seems kind of blurry. Um, I, so I wanted to clear that up. I really wanted, um, every every instrument to have its own space in the song so that people can listen to it and truly understand what's going on in the music but still have the music sound like it's all together in one place in like a cave somewhere or you know out in the middle of the woods somewhere yeah what's your take on you know how raw do you think things should be because i mean there is you know the deeper you get you could get you know pretty minimal oh yeah um i've heard I have a few from Armageddon. I'm sorry to cut you off. What was that? Yeah, I've seen, I've heard some uh, stuff that goes something like Nocturnal Werewolf, which can be, yeah. Which was... <laughs> I, I never heard of those guys, but maybe I'll look them up. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, sound uh, cool. I picked up their demo, too. Uh, 
Because that is, uh, what was that? What do you think of Revenge or Conqueror? Have you ever heard of that stuff? No, no. Is that are those bands or albums? It's uh two bands, but uh, some of the members. Oh, okay. were. It is. Are you familiar with the War Black Metal, if you will? Uh, I I know the term, um, and I would figure um I could probably you know understand what the music is just by you know the typically name of it. it's very very. I would say some of the raw stuff I've heard, it's barbaric as hell. Oh, awesome, awesome. Okay. Yeah, no, again, if, if it's something that they they want, then, you know, by all means, of course, you know, this is art, this is what it's about. It's about, you know, putting out what you feel like is appropriate for the mm-hmm. music that you're creating. And you are. So it's fun. Yeah. Oh, and your friends listen to it. <laughs> well, I have a friend, he's semi-new to metal, you know, he... Likes his Maiden, his Slayer, his Megadeth, yeah. the more. So whenever I show him something like that, he's like, what the hell is this? What the fuck is this? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I allowed to curse on this? Yeah, man. Go okay, ahead. okay. I just wasn't sure. <laughs> so, well, next, after, will we ever see any touring with you in the future? Um, I want to. I am rigged up to play live shows, even though it's just me. Um, you know, I, I played with backtracks with other bands before um and i've seen many other bands go on with backtracks so uh i'm not going to sit around waiting for people to come in and you know want to tour with me or want to play shows with me um i don't have any tours at the moment but I, i do have one gig lined up and uh in the future i will be looking for more more gigs and uh hopefully a tour um you know comes out of it 
Yeah, you need to, uh, get your, I didn't see you on the Metal Archives, though, unfortunately. Am I not on, let me look at that, am I really yeah. not on Metal Archives? Yeah, I was looking yeah, for I you mean, on their end. I, I've, I've only been around for, like, two months now, so... Yeah, true. Uh, I, yeah. I wouldn't expect uh, to be on there just yet, but, yeah, just I mean, I've been doing such heavy promoting. And, uh, I know, so... I've been in, you know, many bands throughout the years. I know one of my bands uh, has a review on Metal Archives. So. Metal Archives is a, a platform that I love quite a bit, but it's also been yeah. a point of contention yeah. at points. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't know who uh, who decides what goes up on there. Um, I really I have, like, a bias thing, like, uh, whatever, for... To an extent, I'll really? think something like uh, they want to put Slipknot on there. Eh. Uh, why? Yeah, but true, but I'm, uh, I've heard that debating point of they should be on there. Listen, uh, I mean, if it's an archive, maybe they should. Um, I don't know. I like, just looked at the platform that was more of a, you know, looking for some new stuff. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Well, that, I mean... I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, I, I'm not really in the weeds with that one. Um, I, like I said, I don't even know how my former bands have been on Metal Archive. Um, and I don't even know how to get my current project on Metal Archives. You have but, to submit uh, it and the moderators, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I said, if someone's put my other bands up on Metal Archive, I've never put my stuff out there. And... Hmm. Um, I mean, I've never put my stuff up there. I've never emailed someone, hey, can you put me on? Um, hmm. And so it's just automatically been on. So I think eventually someone will just see it and say, okay, let me put, let me add them. Hmm. So. Uh, so next, what are your thoughts on the controversial subgenres, the sketchy black metal, as some people have dubbed it? Uh, NSBM. Yep. Um, honestly, it... <laughs> This is where the whole Antiva thing is, and this is where why Antiva things everyone are. It's also kind of a term that gets chucked around a lot, too. Yeah. Um, I think, like, look, the way I see it is, and anyone has has the freedom to Hmm. um, express their thoughts. Uh, I, I, I see nothing wrong with it. You know, we have rappers constantly talking about killing cops and mm-hmm. killing white people, um, you know, talking about smacking Karens and things like that. So, um, listen, racism is something that is has gone on in human history for the dawn of time. It, it's only natural, um, you know, in, in my point of view, in my understanding of, of the world, you know, where tribes would see different tribes with different colored hair different colored eyes and they would know that hey you're not supposed to be here you're my enemy um so i i think it has to do a lot with that but we're in 2022 now oh boy we got racism racism practically does not exist whenever antiva calls anyone a nazi nowadays people are just so done with the far left at this moment that they're they just roll their eyes. Everyone's a Nazi now. And it's just like, okay, whatever, dude. Um, so as, as far as NSBM goes, listen, you have your absurds. Yeah. yeah, they make music. 
whatever, who cares? I mean, yeah. You know, that's their point. They're allowed to Most vocalize it. Most people I know that listen to that stuff, uh, you know, don't care about the actual Nazi stuff. They just care about the uh, music. Yeah, if, if the music is good, listen, man, I, I'll listen to... I, I mean, I'm not a fan of hip-hop, but it means shit. I mean, Ice-T had Cop Killer, and, and that was a metal band he was in. Body Count. Yeah. I saw that a was copy a of uh, that album with the original cover art. Nice. On cassette, at some point. So. Nice, nice. Yeah, so, I mean, look, we're, we're talking about killing white people all the time in rap and hip-hop, and sure. look, if, if, if a song, if, if if some black dudes got together and had a Black Panther band and made kick-ass fucking music that was awesome and talked only about killing white people, shit, I'd fucking listen to it. I mean, if, if you if, think if, about if, it, though, I mean... Good. In the whole world of black metal, I mean, you, you have something like, this on the black and death metal spectrum, I mean, stuff like Nunslaughter, they have a song, you know, I Hate Christians, how is that different than, you exactly. know? Exactly, exactly, how is that any different when, you know, so if, when every Christian that, you know, that I see online is like, you need to save your soul, you, you need to repent, you need to do all these things to fit into the culture that I want you to fit in. And all we're here is like, wait a minute, you want to extinguish our culture. That's what you're saying. So when Christians are trying to, you know, stop us from, you know, being who we are, how is that any different than, you know, white people trying to enslave black people? I mean, yeah, there's differences. Uh, they're not trying to enslave us. But, you know, slavery has existed for all, you know, all throughout time. And it's going on right now in China, in, uh, in North Korea. So, you know, they, they don't care about those slaves. Uh, so I, I, I think the whole thing is a farce. Also, they do uh, chuck around the term NSBM when, uh, I believe, well, I was getting a satanic war master, okay? Which, really uh, amazing stuff, okay? Yeah. Some people will accuse a werewolf of being NSBM. When the dude himself has said he's not, you know, doesn't associate with that shit. Yeah. He, and some of his lyrics, at first you would think, you know, one of the lyrics would hint at it, but if you actually think about the theme he goes for, it's not about that whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, they, they always have a way of twisting around your words to it could sound like that. Like, you know, uh, one of the lyrics was like, we must torch the Jewish creation or something. But it wasn't <laughs> like, you know, it was, I mean, considering he is a satanic black metal band, I mean, I think we yeah, all I know mean, what all of that's referring to. Not yeah, even Varg had that, that that whole point. Is like, listen, you know, yeah, I hate Christians, but I hate Jews more because Jude, you know, Christianity came from Judaism. So you know, it, it makes sense, and you know, that, that that's why you know I'm not a big into Satanism, um, as much as I am into like paganism, because if if you are subscribing to Satanism, you're just subscribing to another version of Judaism. And I just want to be far removed from Judaism completely. Like, I don't want anything to do with it. I think so many wars have happened because of Judaism and all the branches that it spawned since, um, you know, becoming the world popular religion. I was, um, I was Catholic at one point, and I have friends who are, but they're not, you know, extremist about it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, um, 
I my my family's Catholic, but I'm I'm not. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm mostly an atheist, I'd say, or just in the middle, whatever. Just kind of watching it happen, if you will. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of like a Norse pagan atheist, <laughs> or not not atheist, but agnostic. I, I guess is like. Yeah, I'll, I'll honor the, the old gods during, you know, certain nights of the year, um, you know. But do I go day-to-day thinking about, oh, you know, what will Odin have in fate for me today? I don't know. No, I don't, I don't do that. I just go, okay, I get up. These are things I have to do today. <laughs> yeah. Because these are things that I want to do to promote, or these are things that I need to do to, to survive, you know. What are your thoughts on the saying, separate art from the artist? Because I have seen, you know... A hundred percent. People that do that whole... Went up with Goat Moon, okay? People will do that whole... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, take a mind out this time. I semi-knew what the whole NS thing was, but I I wasn't... You know, I just thought, oh, cool black metal from Finland, right? Yeah. You know, cool stuff. Then, but I mean, I don't get, like, how... Yeah. Goat Moon, I think, you know, people should... Forget the Nazi stuff and just and acknowledge just the fantastic musicianship and that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Finnish Steelstorm um, so, was one of my favorites. Nice, nice. I, I had to get it off um, of a there's a, a website called Hammerstorm.org where you could get some of the nice. stuff. Nice, nice. Since WokeTube, as I've dubbed it now, <laughs> has been uh, they've been. I really took down Varg's channel, which was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, YouTube did. Um, I don't know if you opened up Rumble, but I, I, I have a YouTube channel. Um, it, right now it's just a playlist of uh, lyric videos that I made for the demo. But I am thinking, I am seriously thinking about doing a Rumble, just because, um, you know, I'm in the black metal genre. You have all these far-left extremists saying, you know, calling anyone that's involved in black metal being, you know, a Nazi or being a racist. Um, so I, I don't want my channel getting, you know, deleted just because some idiots, you know, feel like they need to censor me. So I, Rumble has a more uh, First Amendment uh, here in America. We have the First Amendment means that we can say whatever the hell we want um, and uh, no one can do anything about it. Sure. <laughs> um, so... That's, you know, what I'm thinking about doing. But as far as, like, separating the artist from the art, I, I think that's really important to remember. We, you know, we idolize so many people. We've idolized, um, you know, Johnny Depp for years, and then Amber Heard comes out with this bullshit, um, and then he totally loses everything, all credibility, everything. And yeah, then he's got to yeah, spend millions of dollars uh, and years fighting these allegations and he finally wins in court and now he finally can get his life back together but that's not it for everyone and not everyone is like that because no one not most people don't have the millions of dollars to defend themselves in court and to prove that they did nothing wrong because i mean at the end of the day you're proving a negative which is so hard to do you know and now you know now we have the manson allegations oh i was about to bring that up um, but even before then, I mean, we have R. Kelly and Michael Jackson, and, you know, who knows, yeah, R. Kelly probably did do it, Michael Jackson, I've heard so many differing, um, opinions on the whole matter, I've known people who've, like, physically known him, 
uh, so and visibly been around him. So some people, uh, you know, think that he just was messed up in the head and needed to be a child, and that's why he wanted to be around children all the time. And other people thought it was, you know, more, uh, more devious. Um. So, but w- whether the case, listen, people do horrific things. We're all human. We all do horrific things. Each and every one of us, no matter how self-righteous you want to be, you did something horrific in your life. You've done something, you've betrayed somebody, you've stabbed people in the back, you've walked all over people, you've climbed over people and shot them down. Everyone's done something miserable. This is why the whole cancer culture is just a revolving door. I, um, my girlfriend was big into the whole makeup community with um, uh, Shane Dawson, I think. Uh, I, I think I remember. I, I, think that's, I haven't kept up with that guy, but I do know something happened with the dude. Yeah, and then Jeffrey Star, and uh, basically the whole way, the whole thing would be one person rises to fame, someone else, you know, says, "Oh, and digs something up from his past." Oh, this person did this, and then that person becomes famous, and then someone else digs up crap on that guy, and then, he, you know, the you know. That guy will fall, and then someone else new will pop up, and then it's just a cycling door. And and people need to realize that everybody has demons. Everybody's done wrong things. We've all fucked up. We've all fucked up. We've we've all exactly. And to idolize someone so much to the point where you, you know. You believe everything they did is perfect, and then have that shattered. I, I think that that's yeah. a disgusting culture uh, yeah. to, to even have, where like we're idolizing people so much. I, I, I think we really just need to understand. Hey, his art is amazing, but he's a fucked up guy. Like, uh, you know, Trent Reznor was a great artist. You yeah. know, his first few albums, but during the entire time, he was a total asshole to people. You know, the guy was a total heroin addict, and yeah. uh, you know, he did a lot of really fucked up stuff. So. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you know, whether it's Johnny Depp, Manson, Trent Reznor, or any of these other black metal guys, look, we're in a dark genre of music or art or film. There's a reason why we are into this stuff. There's a reason why. We are we are more fucked up than the average person. We, we've had, you know, whether it's childhood trauma or, you know, un, unresolved things from our past, just you know, a, a, a deep longing for some sort of connectivity to the outside world, uh, you know, uh, severe isolation, whatever it is, there's a reason why we're drawn to the dark stuff. Mm-hmm. Morbid curiosity we, as well you could throw in there. Morbid, exactly, morbid curiosity. And, you know, in it all, it becomes a therapy for a lot of us, I, I feel. I've talked to a lot of guys... Um, you know, while trading albums back and forth, trading music, and, you know, we get to hear a little bit of our life story and what got us in. You know, this is not the first time I've had this sort of conversation. And, um, you know, a lot of them go through some sort of manic depressive order, some sort of, you know, drugs or, uh, you know, crime, getting arrested, things yeah. like this. And it, you, you know, they, they use this medium um as therapy and 
for people to, to, to sit there and, and, and want to idolize them for their therapy is just weird. Um, you know, someone can make beautiful things and be a total asshole. True. And yeah. you can appreciate the beautiful things that they do and acknowledge at the same time that they're an asshole. Then there's the people uh, that I could know. say kind of take everything at factual value with, a, you know, fucking silencer people. Yeah, exactly. And there I, and are I genuine morons but, out there. Okay. Oh, oh no, of course. Yeah, most that of them say, are, you know, They genuinely believe that Natrum, you know, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with that dude. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard his name kicked around here and there. Oh, he's the dude who, uh, the DSBM dude who, uh, allegedly. Now you're going to roll laughing just hearing this. Chopped off his hands and put pig's feet there. Yeah, how, how is he going to play guitar or drums? He does vocals, but I mean. Now, if you look at those pictures, by the way, you could clearly see, you know, he has his hands. I mean, I think, you know, to an extent, the whole, you know, Natrum thing is just a character that the dude does, if you think about it. Well, yeah, I mean, that that's what, you know, that's why a lot of us go by our, our you know, uh, pseudonyms like Euronymous, Count Grisnock, Dead, Frost, all these all of them they're all characters every single one of them I, I, I honestly and, and highly I, doubt you know someone like Natrum the dude he lives in anatomy number one number two you've heard that third thing right about how he uh, quote unquote escaped a mental institute I mean that was actually his aunt, brother but I mean it's my, my, I think it has to do with the height too man has actually escaped a few times from a mental institution so uh, i know it can be done so i'm not gonna say sit here but, uh, and say no that it was confirmed that it, apparently it was his brother that broke out of the whole thing and all that uh, okay but i mean you know how it is with hype though i mean the second of someone course. says something about someone yeah yeah no yeah, yeah rumors spread spread faster than truth sure next one guys what determines if yeah. you think a band has sold out um, because I mean, the type of music they make, the type of music they make. Um, I mean, like classic examples are like Green Day and uh, and Metallica. Classic examples, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, mean, I was never big in the Green Day anyway, but I, uh, I was uh, younger. Yeah. I like the sound. Yeah. yeah, apparently the first album was amazing. Yeah, I have. Uh, I believe I have the teacher from that when I was younger. But yeah, like in, in Metallica, like you, they did. Do you think Black <laughs> Album was when they kind of took a turn, or when? Yeah, I would say Black Album is definitely no. Honestly, no, no. It was when Clinton died. Is when the whole band turned. Well, then that's uh, an interesting take. I, yeah, I do not like anything off of uh, "And Justice for All" Damn. except for one. <laughs> There is a, is a that's a that's a hot take right there. Yeah, yeah, no. One is a beautiful song. Um, I I think they executed it perfectly. I think as for a metal band doing that sort of song, I think it was beautiful. But but you saw the 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 separation from thrash even earlier in um, uh, Master of Puppets. In Master of Puppets, hmm. there's only four thrash metal songs. Yeah, one was a ballad, I believe. Yeah, well, that you know, listen. Orion, I'm not going to knock Orion at all. I love Orion. Orion is the greatest song to make love to. Uh, 
you find yourself a girl that you're truly in love with, you play that song, you'll have a great time. Guarantee you. Um, but every, yeah, every, a lot of the, the, the other songs, though, that were slow were just kind of just like, eh. I mean, Lover Messiah, eh. I'm sorry, but eh. Um, That's on a... Gave you some flack. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so like, like you saw that separation, you know, from, from thrash metal as early as Master of Puppets. Um, Black Album, they kind of went the more... Yeah. To me, that's when it was like, eh, you see this when, you know, trying something new goes, you know... Goes the wrong way. Like, then Um, they did, uh, what was it, Load Reload, which were... Yeah, those were atrocious. Just jumbles of garbage. Yeah, I I, I can't even get past the the fourth song on uh, on Reload. And and I tried when I was younger, like, you know, like 17... um, I, I, I tried back then. I just couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. Um, then, of course, we got a, well, our favorite album. <laughs> St. Anger, Jesus Christ. That dong, album. dong, dong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I remember running home uh, to see the music video. Or not even my home, to my friend's house, because he lived closer to me. Um, uh, closer than me from our school. So I ran to his house. I, I remember I cut class, ran to his house, because I knew he was cutting class the whole day, because he didn't want to miss it either. Um, but I, I wasn't as rebellious as he was. So I I cut class uh, early, and I ran to his house to make it. And, and I got there like 30 seconds after it started. And I, we watched the whole thing. And then I, and I turned to him at the end, and I was like, oh, the solo must have been in the beginning. And he was like, no. No solos, no. Yeah. I, 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 I hung my head and, and I left and I was like this this is garbage DSBM track is made now <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh, and you saw them trying to recover from that with uh, yeah, you know, with the last magnetic. two which one of them had fucking I'm not you know a production you know snob if you will but yeah. the compression my dude <laughs> It was just too much. Yeah. It, that, that's exactly what I'm saying, is, is that rawness helps the... It feels the more real. Sound. It doesn't sound like a it, exactly. you know, product. Exactly. It feels like... Exactly. Exactly. Like, like, you listen to Ride the Lightning or Kill Em All, and there's so little production value on it, but it sounds amazing because this is how it was supposed to sound, you know? It, yeah. It's got that raw grittiness to it, yeah. So, it's like, that's... You know, those albums are, I, I, I think how metal albums are supposed to sound. Yeah, man. And the last one for you is, what are your thoughts on the Venom versus Bathory debate for starting black metal? Because that, I've seen many arguments yeah. about both those that, topics. And that's a question I haven't, I've never actually had this discussion with anyone, and I'm really? surprised. Um, yeah, I was yeah, watching Rageaholic, and he, his Bathory video, mentioned oh, that okay. Venom did it, for, and, uh, that kind of made me think of this one. Yeah, he, well, here's the thing is, yeah, Bathory really started both the sound, you know, like the, the fast, um, you know, the fast drum, the double bass, the, uh, um, uh, the, the, the consistent blast beats, the um, uh, tremolo picking. He started all that. Um, you know, Celtic Frost had more of like a death metal feel. Yeah, you can see that, yeah. Venom, 
Venom had more of a... Uh, Speed metal thrash feel, you could say? Uh, honestly, I, I, I consider them more of like a satanic version of um, Waterhead. You, yeah, you definitely uh, you see know, some uh, punk going on. Yeah, I, I, I really think that they, you know, they, they had this whole tongue-in-cheek thing going on, and this is what they were aiming towards. Um, and, yeah, uh, they, they coined a term. They, they coined a lot of other terms, hmm. like thrash metal, like um, power metal. They, they coined those terms that, you know, that's where these terms come from. But uh, as, as far as, you know, where the actual sound came from, Bathory did it. Bathory did it with um, with black metal. He did it with Viking metal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he even played some thrash stuff, stuff with uh, yeah, Requiem yeah, and uh, Bloodfire Death is a transitional album, but yeah, but it was still great. Yeah, man, um, that one is still yeah up it, there. It is one of it is one of the most iconic albums like ever uh, in in the black metal history. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, definitely. So you know. I, I definitely think Quirithon, uh really, um, really uh, helped the genre more than uh, Venom did. Venom did, you know, like I said, they they coined the term, they influenced Mayhem, hmm. and you know, so so I I, I don't think um, it's totally fair to say, oh no, everything was definitely um, Bathory. Bathory yeah. did a lot for Dark Throne, Burzum, those sort of bands, Emperor. Satanic Warmaster as well as cited it, so. It's exactly, exactly. And then every other band, honestly. Every black metal band I have talked to has cited it, so. Yeah, right. So, but when, when you think of, you know, okay, who were the true proponents of black metal? Like, 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 like who really helped push black metal? Mayhem. Mayhem did it. Mayhem the second wave. Yeah, it was Mayhem with their backstory, with all the people dying in their band, with all the drama and bullshit going on. The fact that the story of black metal itself is tied to that band. That, and that plays band a factor. Got, and that band got most of their influence from Venom. Yeah. Then you can say, okay, Venom did attribute a good hefty amount maybe not so maybe more of just an influence of uh characterisms and um and imagery while uh Bathory did more of the actual music um inspiration mm-hmm. well that's all i got <laughs> so <laughs> well tell tell me about your zine or your uh, uh i don't know uh your uh, whatever platform you're using. Yeah, I use a. I'm on every most of the platforms: Apple Music, you know, the Apple thing, Spotify. Uh, and I use Anchor to record this stuff, which was bought by Spotify recently. Cool, cool. Yeah, so um, you yeah, know, I didn't know if you had a Zine or uh. All right, cool. Yeah, so I, I guess you know, um, definitely check out my album, uh, The Forest at Dusk coming out in July uh, this year, um, July 11th. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be on, I'm on Bandcamp at lordofhorns.bandcamp.com. I'm on all social media pretty much, except for the Twitter. Um, yeah, Twitter is I, a... I, 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 yeah, I have no need for it. Fuck Twitter. 
Uh, I'm on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, all, all of them pretty much under Lord of Horns. Oh, nice. Cool. Well, uh, thanks thanks for uh, having me on and, and talking to me about this. No uh, problem, bro. I really appreciate it. I want to have to I wanna let you go now and I'll get this up and I want to share it on my page. Oh, perfect, perfect. Yeah, send me the link because, um, you know, I would love to share this too. All right, cool, man. Thanks a lot, dude. Appreciate it. No problem, brother. Oh, God. Okay.